48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. The Xinhua News Agency says Hong Kong's chief executive will head a committee set up to safeguard national security. But the Bar Association worries the national security law will diminish the power of local courts. And voting in a so-called referendum on the law is extended due to a high turnout. The Xinhua News Agency says Hong Kong is to establish a committee headed by the chief executive and supervised by the central government to safeguard national security. And the new legislation for Hong Kong will also give the CE the power to appoint judges for national security cases. Maggie Ho has more details. In a lengthy report, Xinhua revealed details of the controversial new law Beijing is planning to impose on the SAR after the National People's Congress Standing Committee wound up its meeting without the legislation being formally approved. It says the chief executive shall appoint judges to handle national security court cases from serving or former magistrates and judges from any court. The report said a committee to safeguard national security will be supervised and will answer to the central government. It will be headed by the CE and include other top officials like the chief secretary and other key cabinet members and the police commissioner. The head of a police unit to be set up to enforce the national security law will also be a member of the panel along with the heads of the immigration and customs departments. While the police will set up a special unit to enforce the relevant provisions, the Department of Justice will create a special prosecution unit for national security crimes. State media says the draft also contains penalties for offences relating to separatism, subversion, terrorism and collusion with foreign forces, but it did not give details. The Bar Association's Vice Chair Anita Yip has raised concerns the proposed law will take away the power of local courts. After Xinhua cited the draft as saying the National People's Congress Standing Committee will be the one to interpret the law in case of any discrepancy. Ms. Yip also said judicial independence will be seriously encroached upon if the chief executive is given the power to appoint judges to national security cases. I have faith in the judiciary in Hong Kong and I have faith in the integrity of the judges. But that is not enough for a system to continue to gain the faith and to assume the faith of people. You've got to apply it in accordance with the established system. It has never been the case that the chief executive will have the power to appoint judges to try certain cases. This is already a serious encroachment of the image of judiciary independence. A local deputy to the National People's Congress, Tam Yu Chung, says penalties for national security crimes under the law proposed by Beijing will range from three to ten years imprisonment. He said mild offences will carry a sentence of around three years, while more serious crimes will entail prison terms of between five to ten years. Mr. Tam also said it's unlikely the law will be retroactive. He added that only under extremely rare circumstances will the central government's agents on national security assume jurisdiction in Hong Kong, such as during a state of emergency like a war that the SAR government alone cannot handle. Responding to the Xinhua report, Civic Party leader Alvin Young said Hong Kong's worst nightmare had been mapped out. The lawmaker said the lack of detail when it comes to specific criminal actions was most worrying. He said it was as if Beijing's hand was on the administrative and judicial reins of the SAR. Basically, the chief executive will be empowered to pick her own judges to try cases of national security. But what are the standards? It lacks further illustrations. What worries me more is, what if any judges in the future uh, 
when they try the cases and in favor of the defendant, would those judges be removed? Well, that could be possible. People have been voting today in a so-called referendum on the national security law. The unofficial poll, which is now closed, was organized by a coalition of unions and a student group. Isaac Cheng is from the secondary school student preparatory platform for action. This is a final chance to fight against this national evil security law. So we hope that the students can see that we have the hope to change the conditions now. A 78-year-old woman has died in Hong Kong from COVID-19, raising the number of deaths linked to the coronavirus to five. Meanwhile, the Center for Health Protection recorded one additional case of COVID-19 today, taking the tally of confirmed cases here to 1,128. The latest case involves a 40-year-old woman who arrived in Hong Kong from the Philippines yesterday. She has been taken to Princess Margaret Hospital. RTHK, the time is now five minutes past 11. A public health expert has warned that silent transmission of COVID-19 is still taking place here and that people should take extra care when celebrating Father's Day tomorrow. Professor David Hui of Chinese University, who advises the government on the disease, said he believed the sources of clusters at Lei Mokshu and Lek Yun were people who had completed their home quarantine after returning to Hong Kong. Professor Hui said it was still reasonable to have a ban on public gatherings and those going out should not let the guard down. But for those who are celebrating Father's Day tomorrow, uh, they would be very happy that uh, there is no restriction uh, per, per, per table, right, for, in terms of their number. But they still need to maintain good personal hygiene. So after eating, they should put on the mask before chatting with one another and also pay attention to hand hygiene. President Trump is today holding his first re-election rally since March, when the United States went into lockdown due to the COVID-19 outbreak. He's hoping the event in Tulsa, Oklahoma, will revive his flagging campaign, which has been rocked by his handling of the pandemic and weeks of racial tensions. From Washington, the BBC's John Sopo reports. After months without an arena audience, Donald Trump is clearly relishing the prospect of speaking before close to 20,000 of his fervent supporters. But it's hard to find a single public health official in America who thinks it's a good idea for the event to go ahead. The Trump campaign, though, is well aware of the dangers. Anyone registering to attend has to accept a disclaimer that you assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19 and agree not to hold Donald J. Trump for President, Inc., liable for any illness or injury. A powerful prosecutor who's investigated several of President Trump's allies has defied the administration's attempt to oust him. The Justice Department had announced that Jeffrey Berman, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, was stepping down. But Mr. Berman said he had not resigned. He added that he would continue his investigations. One of them targets Mr. Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. The BBC's David Willis reports. The White House loves to uh, bury these uh, pieces of information late on a Friday night when it presumably thinks the entire Washington press corps is enjoying a glass or maybe a bottle of wine. Thus it was in this case, um, the Attorney General, William Barr, who is an ally of President Trump, announcing that um, Jeffrey Berman was uh, stepping down only for Mr. Berman to reply, well, that's news to me. He issued a statement saying that he had no intention of going anywhere. Uh, a bit of a red-faced night, really, for the Trump administration. 
Zimbabwe's Health Minister Obadia Moyo is appearing in court in Harare where he faces charges of corruption in connection with the procurement of materials to fight coronavirus. From the capital, the BBC's Shingai Nyoka reports. Minister Obadiah Moyo arrived at the magistrate's court in his state-issue luxury vehicle and accompanied by his aides. He was charged with three counts of criminal abuse of office in what some here are describing as a victory for people's power. His arrest follows weeks of social media pressure. The charges relate to the awarding of a multi-million dollar contract to procure COVID-19 tests and protective equipment. A businessman and two managers from a government procurement company are already facing related Charges. In sports, an Italian Paralympic champion and former Formula One driver is in a medically induced coma after suffering serious head injuries in a road crash yesterday. Alex Zanardi was taking part in a relay of Paralympians across Italy when his handbike collided with a truck. This report from the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Alex Zanardi is a hugely loved figure in Italy, where the accident dominates the headlines. Initial reports indicate he lost control of his handbike when travelling downhill, veering into oncoming traffic. His condition is said to be serious but stable. The relay aimed to symbolise a rebirth of Italy after the coronavirus lockdown and inspire people to overcome life's difficulties. Zanardi himself built a new sporting career after having both his legs amputated following a motor racing crash in 2001. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Xinhua News Agency says Hong Kong's chief executive will head a committee set up to safeguard national security. But the Bar Association worries the national security law will diminish the power of local courts. And voting in a so-called referendum on the law is extended due to a high turnout. And that's the news from RTHK.
stories with cinnamon. And as far as the story that I've heard about cinnamon, it's good for our health. So if you want, you can、uh, put a bit in your coffee or even your tea.